The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I'm Clay Link here with Rotowire.com's Todd Zola, also of Masters Ball. Todd, pretty fun Field of Dreams game. And you know, I have to admit, I've never seen the movie. I, I heard uh, Jeff and Spore talking yesterday, and Spore said he'd never seen it. And then Jeff said he'd never seen The Sandlot, and I was, I was blown away. But then, you know, I've never seen Field of Dreams, so I feel like it, you know, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> We're all hypocrites, but did you enjoy the game last night? Enjoyed the game, and I enjoyed the movie, but only like two years ago. I I almost I was almost with you in Spore, and I have seen Sandlot, and I've seen Sandlot too, which was just terrible. <laughs> I don't even know to, if I've been down that road. It was direct to video, and it was terrible. I, I don't remember know. it coming out, and I was thinking about it, but yeah, none of the old actors from the first one were in it. Oh, I mean, actually, I don't or even maybe know one I or two. I don't think I've actually seen the whole thing. I saw her scene. It's like this, this. These don't look. I mean, the scene looked familiar, but it's like these people. They don't look familiar. And after about half an hour, I realized it was a different movie, and it was just terrible. But anyway, no, I had seen Field of Dreams, uh, and the game itself. I mean, I you know the the players appearing in the corn, and this and I, it was all wonderful. Mm. Uh, the game itself was fantastic. I, as I tweeted, you know, I didn't even mind Joe Buck. To me, you know, it's kind of like people would rather go to a Nickelback concert than listen to Joe Buck do play-by-play, which is kind of weird. I don't even, I couldn't even name a song by Nickelback, to be honest with you, but that's neither here nor there. But uh, to me, Joe Buck, the problem with Joe – the issue I have with Joe Buck is he just seems disinterested sometimes. Uh, he'd rather call a you know a Cowboys-Redskins preseason game than a playoff game sometimes, at least it seems that way. He was into it last night. And when Joe Buck's into it, he's good. And I thought, you know, other than – other than the little the little starch, uh, uh, Chris Mayer pointed this out too on, on Twitter. Other than about him and Smoltz saying the game hasn't changed at all over the years. Or other than that, years, yeah, that was a little yeah, weird. Other than that, five minutes of of wasted ears bleeding. I thought they did a good job. I thought Joe Buck did a fine job. I thought it was a great little experience. Mm. Um, Tim Anderson, what can you say? Right, well, that was such a great moment for the game. I love. Oh. What what can you say? If he didn't if he didn't go up there and wink at the pitcher, you didn't see the movie, so you, this means nothing to you. No. Never mind. I'm gonna see it this weekend though. Appointment viewing. <laughs> after, I mean, but seeing Kevin Costner like walk out of the field, I was like, "What is this?" 
he's like kind of looking around then the players walked out i'm like all right this is pretty cool and then i just thought they did a great job fox and major league baseball with the presentation of the the whole yeah. event and i give manfred and major league baseball a lot of grief but i gotta give them credit there because that was just a lot of fun and i, I hope we have more themed <laughs> games like that in the future yeah, it, i mean I, there are some people that you know i i'm not gonna come i'm not gonna say they're wrong for doing so but putting out some fallacies and then that you spend all this money on this game but you ignore the minor leaguers that you know you all sorts of you know you, you're kind of sweeping all the other issues under the rug for me it was one night it was a wonderful night i actually even i tweeted about this too I didn't think about fantasy for eight and two thirds innings. I didn't open yeah. up a, a box score. I, I, you know, I, then I realized I have both Craig Kimbrell and Liam Hendricks in a holds plus saves league, and I started the sweat, and then I started the tilt. But that's neither here nor there. To me, I mean, sure, there were, you can you could bring up some issues with it and and point out, you know, if you want, and that's fine. But for me, it was just in the moment. It was wonderful. It was a highly rated game. It, you know, the other thing I tweeted was. If they don't have MLB or the MLB, if they don't have MLB and the MLBPA uh, locked in a room and watch the opening ceremonies before they talk about the CBA, they're making a mistake. You know, if they had if they had negotiated last night, we would have had a settlement by the seventh inning stretch. Yeah, that was just <laughs> such a great time for the game, and you have to feel so like this could be the 2020s could be a boom per- period for Major League Baseball. It should be, and it I think be. it. Yeah. And it still could go down as such, right? Yeah, they got to get is, their act together, though, and right. make sure there's not a work stop. Right. If there's nothing else that goes in the way, I mean, obviously a lot of things went on, and they're still going on. I mean, the thing that we haven't talked as much about, you know, we're talking about the, the spin and the sticky stuff. The weather has been absolutely goofy. In the Forget about the, the what's happening with the ball and such. The normal trends you get just based upon weather – is, is, is making the, the numbers a mess. It's just making so hard. The variables that are normally the same are now different, so we don't know. You know, we know what's going on, but we have no idea why anymore. But it doesn't really matter. All right, so for Fernando Tatis getting hurt, puts a little bit of a damper. Hopefully he can come back, even if he plays the outfield. Uh, obviously, Jacob DeGrom going on. They were going down. There were a few stories that, uh, you know, are going to be incomplete that could have made this season even better. But if the Giants continue to go on and play the way they're playing, that that's a story unto itself. It's just I didn't know they picked up Matt Shoemaker. I think Matt oh, Shoemaker's gonna yeah, Matt Shoemaker's gonna knock the Dodgers out of the of the playoffs. And what a story that's gonna be. You know he'll end up pitching in a big spot <laughs> and holding his own somehow. But, oh, it's yeah, crazy, man. Be. It's crazy. There's just so many such a great time for the game, so many talented yeah. young players, and I do hope the twenty twenties this is a boom period. It should be. So hopefully yep. we can ease some concerns this winter. Um, you kind of mentioned Liam Hendricks, and I, I thought his interview out in the bullpen was kind of interesting. He was just kind of standing there. It was a little – Yeah, <laughs> he I, just I, seems like a cool guy. I think my favorite part was they could put Michael Kopech in the ninth thing, and he'd blow us both away. Yeah, exactly. They were asking, <laughs> uh, that was what I was getting to is that question, actually. Was, he kind of mentioned that, look, Tony LaRusso's managerial tendencies were – Kind of a reason why he decided to sign with the White Sox. Other managers might see a couple bad outings and pull the cord, but um, and then later in the game he had that bad outing. Oh uh, boy, four did he. earned runs, two two homers, and uh, after he said that, you know, I was thinking kind of maybe we're looking at more like an eighty twenty split, like it's maybe mostly Hendrix, but um, 
I don't know. It's this was one bad outing for him, and it kind of just. I think Larusa probably will stick by Hendricks as the the number one A guy, but um, just after his comments, I thought maybe this is more of a split in Hendricks's favor than some people were thinking when Kimbrel first came over. I don't know that Kimbrel's gotten a save with the White Sox yet. I mean, there haven't been a ton of chances. Yeah, still sitting on uh, checking to see how many holds he has. Uh, you know, a single hold. So, and, and he would have. You know, we would have been in. I guess he actually got he he got credit for the hold last night. I don't know the hold rule. There there's several different of them. Yeah, it's not even he, an official stat. Right. He got a credit at least in, in our in our scoring. You got in, in our site got credit for hold, even though they lost the lead. I mean, could, because they ended. I wonder if we would have gotten a hold if they ended up losing the game. I don't know how. No, you. I think if you lose the game, you would not get. But yeah, but at the time, yeah. he he did his job at the time. So I don't know. But anyway, the point being. That was his first hold as a uh, as a uh, as as a White Sox. So I'm not sure exactly the split either. Like I said, I've got Hendricks and Kimbrel both in a saves plus hold league. So selfishly, I don't care as long as one gets one and the other gets the other. It helps me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, you know, as far as trying to figure it out for 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 rankings and such, I don't know. If there's 12 saves tough. left, I think it's nine and three. You know, if there's 11, yeah. it's seven and four. You know, whatever, something Pretty like that. S- split in Hendricks's favor even after yeah. last night. I yeah, and you I give about, you, sorry. I, I was gonna there's one of I think you got like bummer. You give somebody one just because, yeah. you know, whatever. But um true. Yeah, I uh, I was thinking about bench and Kimbrell in the FSGA league this week, just because I had like I think I had like Chad Green, one other fringe guy. I'm glad I didn't start green because it kinda looking like Britain and uh actually I'm leaning Britain there in uh Chad's well, absence. But, he didn't do so well either. Oh yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah, Tapera was the guy. I think I get Tapera one just because he'll get one. You know, I don't just because that's the way it's going to be. But yeah, actually, how close is Chapman to coming back? Good question. Um, I know they said that the ligament was mostly intact, just normal yeah. wear and tear. We got it as Monday, so we have it. We have it, we have it as Monday. So uh, we'll see if he's actually able to make. If it's Monday, he at least has to throw over the weekend. If not, have a couple of uh, rehab outings. Um, I think. I think Monday may be a little pushing it. David Bedner was the other potential closer. I thought about starting over Kimbrel, and next week maybe I will start Bedner over Kimbrel. Have to see yeah, you got the weekend to decide to see yeah. what happens. Well, actually, they're not the your short one. Well, the game was played yesterday, not today. But whether today's a travel day for the White Sox and the Yankees, or a potential makeup if the game had been rained out yesterday, really doesn't matter. Uh, but th- they have a rare Friday off uh, before they continue their series over the weekend. You know, this is unrelated, but I was setting my lineup for Tout Wars head to head and uh, check the score. I'm getting blown out. <laughs> By Ariel Cohen, two eighty nine point five to one oh nine. He's nearly wow. tripling me up. I was texting with Ariel or DMing on Twitter with him earlier in the week, and I said I would say they'd let the best team win, but then I'd be rooting for you. And well, uh, that's really been the case. It, what, what, what about what about what's going on in AL Labor? There oh. are there are what six teams fighting. For the right to say they're going to finish second, thirty points behind Khan. <laughs> it's yeah, that's crazy. It's the six is putting on a clinic. Oh, right now he's 30, 29 points up on Eno. 
you and I are still in the thick. There's the six teams between 70 and 78. So the second place team, you know, has got 78. Khan's got a hundred. Ian Khan, I'm a uh, wonderful player, you know, both from the athletic. But, you know, I think, you know, we are both in that, you know, we both could finish the second place 35 points behind the winner. That's, That's just, you know. Wow. Ariel, I think, is leading his labor league. So, yeah, props yeah. to him. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's never fun when you th- want to see if you have a chance at the end of the weekend. I still think I'm going to make the playoffs in this head-to-head league, even though I don't really deserve to, given my quote-unquote deserve to, given my point total. But that's head-to-head for you. That is why you play out head-to-head. You know? Yeah, and if that's you don't why like we have... it, play roto. Right, and that's why we have you know one head-to-head league and you know several other roto, just because it's part of the lexicon. It's you know if you do, yeah. if you were to make the playoffs with a you know air quote lesser team, you probably have a particular strategy. Go away, gets a team that's higher rated, so we'll talk about it here. You know, we'll talk about you know talk about it on the radio. So that's just part of the strategy of you know a lot of people out there playing head to head and wondering you know what do you do if you're the if you're the underdog in a head to head match? Do you take chances? Do you do you pick up you know how how are you going to approach it? Um, so you know that that's why we have this league because of the additional strategy to yeah. talk about. I could knock, I could play spoiler in the playoffs. We'll there see. you go. <laughs> I did just lose you Darvish. Maybe that's why my point total is so low or so far this week. Dealing with back tightness, that's not the worst prognosis in the world. At least it doesn't sound like it day to day. Could be a lot worse, but you never love seeing uh, your, your ace on your fantasy team be uh, right. sideline. And he's dealt with a hip issue too, so. Yeah, well, I think this. I mean, the Padres. I, I think the division's obviously out of reach. I think they just don't. Don't they just kind of want to gear up and make sure they get the second wild card? Is there anybody even close? And they say, yeah, you know what? I mean, the the, the Reds. Exciting, the Reds yeah. are the Reds are three you know, four, three games behind, and the Met, Phillies, Mets, and Brian. You know, so they better. They can't just coast to make the second wild. I mean, the second wild card, there better be a competition for it, right? Yeah. I mean, otherwise, why bother having it? But, yeah, so they can't just coast and, all right, we'll, let, we'll get Musgrove ready to face, you know, the Dodgers or the Giants and then see what happens after that. They, uh, they need to make the playoff. Of course, we mentioned Tatis. He comes back. He gives them uh, – hopefully gives them a boost. And uh, whether that's his long-term – the outfield, whether that's Tatis's long-term uh, area, fortunately – it won't be moving a gold glover off of the position, right? It's moving a flashy, it can make a flashy play, mm-hmm. but Tatis isn't really a gold. He's improving. Well, his, his, a lot of throwing errors. Right. Like. And not to mention, I know we're you know, kind of going all over and out of the realm here, but, you know, C.G. Abram, he's a, while, he's a little while away, but considering the contract that uh, Tatis is signed to, there's going to be some overlap, and uh, Abrams is the shortstop. So I think you were going to move Tatis in the next couple of years anyway. So why not just do it now? You know, it seems like Cronenworth hasn't been bad there either. At least he made that one spectacular play that I saw. Oh, yeah, with the Donner solo call and the crone zone. Don't hit it into the crone zone. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Not a lot on the pickup side this week. Carlos Hernandez of the Royals was the top pickup. We talked about a little bit. On the pod last week, because I think he was a two-star starter last week. He was a $7 ad to James Anderson. Uh, he has been pretty impressive and no decision against the Yanks. But, uh, yeah, I think he's a guy who 
even though the whip may look a little high, you, you probably want to scoop up. Just if you're dealing with injuries to Darvish and the like, I mean, you need starting pitching. Starting pitching is really hard to come by right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm scrubbing my projections, kind of getting rid of the dead weight to sort of get a better feel for who actually is going to pitch down the stretch. My as he files early in the week are my top 350 hitters. I think it's Friday. I think tomorrow morning after Sunday, after Friday's games flush through and I can re-update it, I will post my top 200 pitchers. So I, I, I should be no, I should know names, but right now I who, who was dropped, who is hurt. They're all running together in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, I, I'm sure there's a couple a guys out there. Yeah, yeah. Really the dog days. I mean, I'm not comparing myself to a player, but you know, you just weather so many storms. It's, it's insane. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I, I I talk about this. I go through a series where, um, you know, in 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 the in the spring, you know, doing what I'm doing, and it's like I can't wait for the season to start. I want structure. I want deadlines. I want to know what I need to do when I need to do it, and I you know just to get into a into a routine. Then right around now, it's like. I can't wait for the off season. No deadlines. I have I can kind do things that I want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of you know it, it, you get it, and that's the cycle. It's a vicious. It's the dead arm. The dead arm period of of, uh, of analyst is uh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. We're all working our way through it now. You know what? I'll be honest. Last night's game kind of I don't say got me through it. That's a little melodramatic, but last night's game kind hurt, of uh, you know it, it kind of you know reminded me why I'm doing this and. Uh, with, with some, some, you know, I don't want, there's always bad stuff on Twitter, but it kind of, uh, it re, you know, hopefully it, it, it washed away that stuff at least for a day. And I'm sure we'll come back tonight to all the junk, but, um, yeah, it was like a good mouthwash that game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you were fun. talking pickups where the, I mean, where, where, I mean, guy like Mitchell White, was he picked up? Let's see. That's a good question. Uh, cause Trevor Rogers was the other injury I was dealing with. So right. Darvish, right. Um, and return date uncertain for him. I don't see him picked up. But that's an interesting Mitchell White, uh, kind of like not like a glorified opener necessarily, but probably not going particularly deep. I'd imagine yeah, next week he's got a couple of these, you know, in a, in a two. We'll talk about it. He's got the the Pirates and the Mets. He's got a pretty inviting uh, double dip a- ahead of him. Uh, J- Jamie Barria wouldn't be surprised if someone put a little bit in on him if they hadn't already done so, or Jaime Barria. Yeah. I'll throw a few more names at you momentarily. Let's first, though, throw to a quick word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Now we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Talking about some pickups from the Stake League before getting into two star pitchers for next week. Uh, this is only a one catcher league, but Travis Darno picked up, and interest kind of timid here because they're tempered anyway, because it is only a one catcher league. Uh, but six bucks. Tyrone Taylor for five. Joey Wendell for five. Wilson Contreras for five. Griffin Jacks. He was a guy who I think came up on our two starts at one point. I didn't really give him much mind, but then he fanned 10. Yeah, he's coming up this week. Yeah, he, uh, I didn't really pay him much mind, as I said. And I guess it's time to start paying attention to Griffin Jacks' opportunity, <laughs> certainly there. And Stephen Brault, we talked about last week a little bit. Uh, dropping velocity in his return. That's pretty scary. And, you know, I kind of liked him coming in, but. Just coming off that long-term injury, uh, he was a $4 add. And, I mean, I have him in a few uh, draft and holds, but in terms of adding him to to rosters, I don't think I'm really going to be in the in that business this weekend. No, I don't blame him. He's got an interesting start next week against St. Louis. Lefty St. Louis does not handle lefties very well, but like you said, is he going to go five? Uh, you know, maybe you want to use a, a third closer because, you know, if you're going to use Brault and he gives you four innings of, three strikeouts, four strikeouts, why not use, you know, Bednar and maybe try to get a, a save or two. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's all it's all contextual. But I think he's still, you know, he, he's an NL-only guy. If he finishes the year out, builds a little arm strength up, shows a little something-something in September, you know, he's an end gamer. He's a, you know, he's a, a back-of-the-rotation guy in NL-only next year. And Andres Jimenez was still out there. And, you know, we, I was pretty excited about – trying to add him last weekend i'm i'm out of fab in this league so i'm all zero dollar days now uh, but jimenez for two seems like a good value although it's notable that he's out of the lineup today and it seems like he's pretty well locked into a platoon role so uh, i'm a little surprised that they're not just cutting him loose well, seeing what he can do every day he hasn't he's not hitting well but he hasn't struck out at least he hasn't he hasn't struck out since he got recalled i know it's only like 15 or 18 plate appearances but, but that's what you want you want him to put the ball in play and if he's doing that, you know, I mean, next time he gets 15 straight plate appearances without striking out, he could get five hits. You know, that's just the way it is. And if he gets five hits, he's going to get three steals. So um, I think he's doing what you want him to do. And if he's in the platoon, fine. Maybe once he gets hot, he'll be in there more regularly. 
Uh, amazingly, well, not amazingly, because he was sent down again, but Edward Olivares, I was jealous of that pickup a week or two ago, and then dropped this week. He was among the drops. Well, you know, yeah, it's just painful. As we talk, you know, we talk about it. You know, up until the, you know, the first couple times, you know, we, I think you had a, you know, a right to be tilted if he was left in your lineup after being sent down. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'll come up front. I have him in a couple lineups this week, but that's on me. I can't get mad at Kansas. You know, you got to know, you have to know that's a possibility. So yeah. I, I had him locked in a couple lineups and have till seven o'clock tonight to get him out in the NFC lineups. But I had him locked in, and you know that that I'm, I didn't complain on Twitter. I mean, that's on me. I knew the I knew the risks. Yeah, that's I appreciate that. You know, you gotta take ownership of these things, and that's unfortunate, but it happens. And yeah, I mean, I thought now's the time. See what what oh, you got. Man, the the signs were there, right? Twenty five years old. They just must not see much in him. I mean, well, that, maybe this clearly moment, the message they're sending. Yeah, there might not be a lot to see. Um. That, that we have to. Yeah, we he have was to like a that throw in, in that Trevor Rosenthal. Yeah, yeah, we have to keep this in mind that he's not that great a ball player, but he can run. And for in fantasy, people selfishly we steal, steal, steals. We see someone who can get steals. He should be playing. He should be running. He should be stealing. I need five steals. You know, he's 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 a so low average. He's blow a him out of proportion for what he actually is. Yeah. Now, Kansas City. I don't. I don't know if the words if if if, the, if, the, if the, it's proper to say they're playing spoiler. Because in their division, there's no that's nothing to spoil, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not like they, I need we need to put our best team out there because you know we don't want to have the division decided, you know, you know, et cetera. But it's decided, so I I don't think that's an issue. But they kind of spent this whole season. They went out and got Carlos Santana. They went out and got uh, they reinforced their rotation. Mike Miner. They they're not playing like a you know, a team that's looking to play for a draft pick. And I think that's kind of what we're continuing to see through August and in, in the, into September. They're putting what they what they feel is the best team out there. It, it's not the best team in the division, but the team they feel gives them the best chance to win that particular game. And if that is Jared Dyson in 2021 is better than Edward Olivares on August 13th, that's what they feel. And that's how they're playing. They're not playing for the future. Yeah, it's a pretty loud statement, though, to say, you know, we just, you know, this guy's been great at Triple Oh, I agree with it. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. I just am saying, like, yeah, they clearly, you know, they're, they're telling us what they think with, with yeah. their moves. Yeah. And yeah, you have to do, you have to remember that they got Oliveris for like a month of uh, Trevor Rosenthal. So it's not like the yeah. Padres saw a lot on him either. Right. Um, not a pickup in the stake league, but I gotta say, I feel a little vindicated in Cal Quantrill's performance lately. I wow. was on him in the spring. He is one of the top ads, most added on CBS, 41% roster change. Uh, great run lately for him. I mean, he hasn't given up. Well, he gave up two runs in his last outing. That was the first time he'd given up more than one earned run since July 10th. So that's 36 innings. He's got a 1-2-5 ERA, 0-9-7 whip. Uh, pretty exciting to see him, you know, after failing to secure Ross, uh, bull, failing to secure a rotation spot out of camp, kind of find his way in the bullpen and finally kind of blossom here in Cleveland. The, this is this is now the Indians, and they are the Indians. And it's driving me crazy, 
the people. I'm not, you know, they're now the Guardians. No, we can still say Indians and, and not be disrespectful. That's the name of the team for another couple months, folks. We don't have to go to all our forums and cross out Indians and put in Guardians. The name of the team on the uniform in the next couple months is still Indians. All right. Now, getting that little rant out of the way, um, have the Indians fixed another one? You know? Looks like. I mean, it's, it, it, it certainly does. You, you mentioned the string. Uh, since the July 10th, he, there, there are, you know, you, you, we can poo-poo quality starts for what, you know, whatever. To me, when I hear, and he's got five, six quality starts and seven outings, I hear he went six innings and seven outings. I don't care about you know. Yeah, guys, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. And Over that's the with time, Tito away, right? Like yeah. Tito's not with the team anymore. No, yeah. For the rest of the year, he's yeah. trying to trying to get himself healthy. Demarlo Hill is, is running the ball club, but a one seven one ERA, point nine eight WHIP over this seven game stretch. All right, seven point three K nine. I don't have the percentages and the three. You know, they're, they're, he's gotten you know air quote getting some luck. Twenty seven hits in forty two innings. Sure, he's pitching into some luck. But as we talk about, uh, good luck is never all good luck. There's, there's, there's got to be some good pitching in there. Bad luck's never all bad luck. You're giving up homers. It's not all bad luck. You're, you're also, you know, middle, middle too much, et cetera. So I think there's some improvement in here. Yes, he's, he's, he's pitched in some, some good luck as well. But uh, I also do think that we do look like a guy that has taken the next step. Now, will, will the strikeouts are picked up a little bit lately. He has fanned... Uh, what is it in the last four starts, 26 and 25 innings? Mm -hmm. So the strikeouts are picking them late. That's the thing. Uh, you know, a guy like Zach Plesak, you know, I think people were overrating him in assuming the strikeouts would grow and they didn't. And I know it's an incomplete, whoever you know, on either side of that argument, you better not be taking a uh, a winner or loss victory lap because Plesak's going to be incomplete come the come the season's end. But that's the thing is, is Quantrill going to be able to at least. Continue to at this point, don't you pretty much need a fan a batter an inning? I, you know, percentage aside, a batter an inning, uh, in, in fantasy today, just the way strikeouts are pretty much, yeah. And he's uh, in total only has 76 over 97 and two thirds, but right, that is encouraging. Those have been up lately, not especially tough matchups in that stretch. He did have one. I mean, against the White Sox. Well, in well, the, I mean, Detroit. Detroit is like yeah, Detroit crushing it. Bad. Yeah, that's true. They've been crushing it lately. St. Louis yeah. is terrible. Oakland, yeah. you know, Oakland's hit or miss. So I, I think these are, are are decent are decent matchups. Detroit. Yeah, I should poo poo. I'm not poo pooing this run. I just right, right. Oh yeah, I, you, you are. Just can't. You're a, you're a poo pooer. I'm a Quantrill guy. You're a poo pooer. No, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah and and you know it, it's going to be tough if in, in keeper leagues maybe you got them. For two or three units, that's you know that's a tough one, because I don't you know mixed league I don't like keeping always so cheap. Well, you could pick up another cheap pitcher next year too. I don't like taking up a spot, but it'll be interesting. I think we'll like to see where the strike. And I haven't done the deep dive. Is there a certain pitch that he is he changed his pitch mix? Has he changed the distribution, the velocity? Has he ditched this and thrown that? Uh, what's going on to uh, to increase the strikeouts? You know, it's important because Cleveland. Seems to have a way to find what works best. Absolutely, I was just on his Rotowire page, and you know he had some green with his velo, and I just never had in my head that he was like a velo guy. So I'm seeing if he's added. Not really. I mean, his fastball isn't overpowering, but 95 around there on average. Okay, uh, looks like he's cut down on the slider in favor of more changeups. 
So, yeah, I haven't done really a full dive into him either, but I, I do love to see Quantrill thriving. Sure. Eric Lauer was picked up. Lauer, I think, is on the COVID IL. Let me just double check. Right, he is. Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, the Milwaukee rotation, you know, when we start talking about two starters, we're not exactly sure when a couple guys are coming back, going six-man. Uh, as you know, once in a while, Craig Council is just going to decide to piggyback, and it's usually going to be Freddie Peralta, but who knows if it'll be Burns or Woodruff at some point during the season. So it's going to be kind of an asterisk when we talk about the Brewers' two starts. Sam Hilliard, outfielder, was picked up. Mm -hmm. uh, Ledmus Diaz, Jaime Berea, who I think you mentioned earlier. Uh, Miles Michaelis, Brian Goodwin, Rowan Wick, kind of interesting there. I mean, yeah. I think he's back. So, Well, if you need a save, the, yeah. you make a, a save. save. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, Yanni Hernandez. Swiped a couple bags yep. Tuesday. Yanni yeah. and Yadiel, both of them are in play, I think, at this point. Interesting. And then uh, Colin McHugh, Loisaga, and Luis Gill was picked up last week, but he's a, a big plus arrow on CBS's roster trends page. I think well, it's actually with... heel. I was t uh, Tristan, uh, Yankee, Tristan Yankees fan Cockroft uh, told me it's Luis Heel. Oh, really? Like heel, like a wrestling, yeah, the yeah, opposite yeah. of a baby face. Well, yeah. Yeah. And there's a, I don't know if you've got stars, but look, there's a, there's a series coming up. Oh, is that up good? On. I saw the, I, I think it's going to start Sunday. Oh. Um, I'm, I'm somewhat interested. And now that I found out that uh, Michael Malley's in it, I'm even more interested. I might have to check that out. Did you hear the big uh, free agent news today, by the way? If you're free talking wrestling, wrestling, I have not. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I have not. Ric Flair. Jumping oh, to AEW. I hope he has I, no intention. I had read. Wrestling. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not following wrestling as much anymore. But because I once did, Twitter thinks I do. So they like to tell me what's going on. And I saw that a little while ago. Yeah, I'm fully not the AEW part, but the free yeah. agent part. I have not watched WWE in a few years, and I probably never will again. But AEW is a lot of fun. I'm having fun with that. And they're, I guess, Rick. He got out of his WWE contract, and Ric Flair, that's a big deal for AEW, although I don't, I don't know. He'll probably just manage somebody. As long as, as, long as he's work. wherever he works, as long as he has health coverage, I think that's what's important, right? Yeah. And he's had good, some issues. Yeah, he, he was very close to uh, meeting his maker a few years ago. Glad Ric Flair pulled through. He's an icon. Anything else on your mind before we get into these two-start starters for next week, Todd? No, we're doing – I think I – think, uh, if I usually things pop in my head when we're talking about the uh, the two start pitchers, so will I? Uh, will it just pop away? Nice. Well, Merrill Kelly, I feel like he's always coming up here, and <laughs> Diamondbacks are terrible. He was rocked by the Giants his last time out. Eleven hits, two homers, five earned runs. For some reason, I'm always like holding out hope that Merrill, maybe Merrill Kelly, could be not so bad. He did go eight against the Giants on August fifth, eight scoreless. Uh, but just too volatile, too much risk here. If I'm in leagues where I'm competitive and I'm holding on, I, I don't want to risk lighting things on fire with Merrill Kelly. So I'm going to give him, and maybe, maybe one where I'm trying to scratch and claw and I'm desperate for anything I can get, maybe I'll start him in one league. So I'll give him a one. What's the second game? Let's see, versus Philly. Oh, oh yes. So that's Dude, probably a zero. Is that, is that your final decision? Nope. I'm going to go zero. <laughs> that's your yeah, final I, answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do we need to do we need to call a uh, call a friend? We need a lifeline here. 
Yeah, again, I agree with you that if I'm looking at a start-by-start basis, sure, I may stream Kelly in a daily league against Philadelphia. I don't love it, but I might. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not starting this week against Colorado. I'm I'll deal with zero. I did not see that, but good call. Uh, who Oscar Enoa's back at Miami at Baltimore? I believe he got angry and punched something, didn't he? He was that was his. Yeah, his, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he never loved to see that, but he was pitching really well uh, before the injury and definitely opened a lot of eyes. Are you trusting him in this two step? Why not? You know, I mean, I, I'm, as we're talking, I'm looking to see how far he's gone in his rehab outings. Uh, I assume he's been pitching some rehab. Uh, we don't really have a note on it, but those two matchups, sure, I'm going to go with him. Uh, so we'll call it a three. Keep yeah, in mind, I, I should mention, though, he was pitching into some luck when he was, you know, pitching well. So let's not, you know, he's going to. If he picks up where he left off, he's due some regression. But um, at like, Miami, at Baltimore, I don't love at Baltimore. I don't love at Atlanta either. So, <laughs> uh, so with those matchups, we'll go with a three. Yeah, I got a three too. Looking at his uh, minor league game log, you know, it looks like he started on August 11th, so that'd be Wednesday. He went four and two thirds for Gwinnett against Durham, struck out seven, four walks. So. Be a little rusty, but at least you see like to see him pushing five in that final rehab. Stage. Yeah, that's a well, not just I mean, seven K's and four walks. It sounds like it was a pitch count thing. Yeah, I'd imagine so. And at least, yeah, he, he punched out some guys. Uh, now Matt Harvey, John Means, Harvey, I think it's got to be in that zero run, even after that zero bucket, even after that recent run he had. Means, though, at Tampa Bay versus Atlanta. I guess I'll put him on the Enoa level. I think that's about where he belongs. What say you? Yeah, no, I agree. That's a three. Harvey is zero, right? Uh, I want to, you know, I'd like to come up with a reason why I'm going to make him a one, but I can't. Nathan Evaldi, assume, I assume it's going to be him. He's been pretty good. But Tanner Howe probably starting the second game on Tuesday. It's pretty much definite because they, they, they sent him down. Uh-huh. But they're able. Boston's able to use a you know the administrative twenty seventh man clause to get him back yeah, up again, right. and they get another reliever up over the weekend. So it's kind of been announced yep. that he's going to be starting. Yeah, he's expected to return Tuesday. I can see Yankees, according to Chris Cotillo of the Springfield Republican. Right. right. And yeah, uh, yeah, he um been really impressive, and just. Eight K's is most recent. It looks like a right-handed Chris Sale. So they got a couple versions of Sale in that rotation now. Although we'll see if how I imagine after maybe some games here they bring him up for good. I think this is it. I think he's up because yeah. they've already told Garrett Richards that he's in the bullpen, and Perez, Martin Perez has been put in the bullpen uh, for Chris Sale. So Martin Perez and uh, Richards are in the bullpen. I mean, while we're talking about moves. Uh, big move in the Red Sox today. Kyle Schwarber has been activated, and Marwan Gonzalez has been DFA. Yeah, that is pretty big news. Uh, so, well, Hauk will be will be added as the twenty seventh man. Usually, that person has to be sent back down. They could they could send somebody else down. And keep Hauk. I believe that's or they send him down, bring him up. You know, when when he 
and he'll have enough time down there. But he, I think he's up to stay. Maybe if there's an off day, they don't they can just, they can let it go again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Eovaldi's a two start guy, and even though it's against the Yankees, I mean, it's 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 at least a four. It could be yeah. a five, but I think I'll just go four. Yeah, I got a four two. That versus Texas to end the week is really nice. What about Justin Steele, twenty uh, six year old for the Cubs? Number is pretty good, but did give up a pair of homers in five innings against the Brewers. Are you buying in on Justin Steele? Um, I I think if 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 one is desperate, but he only struck out one guy against against the Brewers. Only struck out one, a fan one. So I mean, I, I'll give him a one, but I mean, I, I guess this is kind of bad. I think I'd rather have him than Harvey, but that's just. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think there's anything to buy into. At Cincy can be tough, and I, you know, KC shouldn't be as tough. But as we talked about, they're still putting out a professional lineup uh, at the end of the week. Yeah, he's above the Matt Harvey line. I agree with you there. So that's a one. Wade Miley, Vladimir Gutierrez for the Reds versus the Cubs versus Miami. So two in Great American Ballpark. Miley. I'm just not going to put him on the five level because it's not a principle, <laughs> but I mean, he's a four and bordering on five. I mean, uh, I'm laughing because I mean, we I mean, could have been right. But yeah, well, right. I mean, but it wasn't that long ago that the narrative was, well, I don't know. I, I'm not going to give him a zero. I'm going to give him a one. Yeah. yeah. Now it's, I'm not going to give him a five. I'm going to give him a four. <laughs> you know, it's just, and, and he, he kind of had a bit of a I mean, come up. Things can change game. in baseball. Right. You know, Atlanta. Atlanta got him for five and five innings last time. So if this is the beginning of the uh, of the correction period, so be it. But based on these uh, matchups, I got to go four as well. Gutierrez is a guy that I think I finally need to just kind of, you know, I mean, yeah, I got to bite the bullet and admit he's not not so bad. Well, he's fan fan a half dozen, fan six in his last. He's gone six innings, fan six in each of his last two. So I can no longer use he's not striking people out. I don't know if he'll continue to, but at least I can't I can't use that as an argument anymore because he is striking people out. So maybe it's a time, especially with a double dip uh, and against these matchups. Um, I, to me, he's probably already taken, picked up just because other people have already bought in. But, you know, love these matchups. I'll give him a three. You know, I think I'm going to have to as well, although, you know, the thing is, is that on the farm, he had some pretty big homer issues, and that was my big concern with him early. He was felt like he was getting away with some early on because he had that one. His first start was in Chicago, and the wind was blowing in. He probably got away with, like, three balls that should have been homers. So I do worry about him getting bit by the long ball. But I do think, given the matchups, he's probably – yeah, strip down Cubs team and then the Marlins. Yeah, that's probably the Marlins. Are, the Marlins are a little pesky now, right? Yeah. I mean, Brinson, they've got they're working into a bit of a platoon scenario there. They've got some tough righties. He's on Diaz, Lou and Diaz. Uh, Brinson's on fire. Uh, they're an interesting. I don't think that they're they're kind of like the Royals, and I mean, they're not upper echelon, but they're not a you know, it's it's dangerous to stream against them because they can get you. Yeah, I do think Gutierrez, you're playing with. Playing the fire a little bit there because he has been, in my yeah. opinion, a little lucky, lucky with the home runs lately. He hasn't given one up in his last two outings, but you weigh risk reward. You set yep. him on a three. Yep. Al Quantrill, I think I'm going to give him a four at Minnesota versus the Angels. I think he's deserved that with his recent run. I think he's above the uh, 
Gutierrez tier, so I'll get Um man, we're gonna disagree at some point, but it's not gonna be with Contro. So four for him. All right. So what about Senzatella? Two home starts. So that's a I don't think we're gonna disagree here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'll be in lockstep. Maybe at the end we'll have the first ever uh, recap where we're all we agree on. Uh, well, I, I, I'll, I'll take the under on that. Oh, wait a minute. Is that why? Well, we'll, we'll wait till we get to Detroit. We'll, we'll get to Chicago first. Yeah, Dallas Keiko, Lance Lynn versus Oakland at Tampa Bay. Lynn's a five. Um, Keiko, a little tougher for me to figure out, just given the K's are always so low, but he's still not bad. I mean, he's a capable major league starter. In these matchups, I think I'm going to go three on Keiko. Hey, we're still together. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I, Keiko versus Vladimir Gutierrez is an interesting one because that's like, you know, stability versus volatility. Yeah. Uh, baseline versus upside. Uh, that's kind of tough for me. What What was it about Detroit that you wanted to mention? Um, because I don't there, see any two start starters. For no, but who do you see as the last starter? Hutchison. Is Drew, Drew Hutchison? Hutchison. Is that the Drew Hutchison? Is it? Oh, it's, he's thirty now. It's got to be because there's no N in that name. I'm assuming that we're just. I'm assuming that we're figuring Detroit stays with a six man, and he's sort of the closest we have to somebody that can start. Triple A uh, starting. Yeah. I did not. He signed. Yeah, I didn't. I have not. I'm not projecting him. Um, I understand why we need to put somebody in there. What is he doing in Triple A? Um, so he only went one and two thirds as most recent. Now. Yeah, you know, but you know, I, you know, it's kind of one of those goody array but high whip, which you don't really like because the pros it'll catch up to you. But yeah, I mean, if they're desperate, need a starter, I can see where Detroit may need to go there. But yeah, and I, I, I don't know about you, but there was a time when I was into Drew Hutchison. I thought I, I thought he could do some stuff, for, do some damage for Toronto. I don't know how much that was our. Our, our friend, then Toronto scout, uh, Kimball Crossley, talking about him. But um, I, I was into Hutchinson, Hutch, Hutchinson for a while. Yeah, I could see that being, if that is the route they go, maybe like a one day on the 40-man thing where, you know, end of a long series at Toronto, you just kind of need some help. So and who bring they met, who, one last I'm, hurrah. Who, am, who are we forgetting? Who are Who's hurt that I'm forgetting about? Oh, yeah, all right, Urena and Boyd are both – do back soon, uh-huh. so I I uh, I wonder what. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see um, if one of yeah, those. I'm sure, that's just the best guess, but I, yeah. Uh, but I, I, why we're not going Mize again? Why I don't recall Detroit using six man. So it's curious why we're not going Mize again there. Yeah, maybe unless we just figure that, that. But it may just be that maybe we missed a note. It may just be that that. Uh, because uh, note the Mize is down as a in, in bold, which means he's been announced. Maybe we uh, maybe there's a note that says he's going to be skipped because of innings because he's a rookie or something. Yeah, I know the guys really do their research oh. when putting in their best guesses, but that is yeah something I'll have to circle back on. All right, um, so wait, here's the note: um, we have it at the site that Mize, Scooble, and Manning will all work on extended rest for the rest of the season. There it is. Um, so that 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 is why. And soon, as we mentioned, Urena and Boyd are due up, so they'll have you know starters to go with a six man if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's interesting. All right. Yeah. So we'll see if it's Hutchinson or if it's uh if it's a bullpen day. Second place Detroit Tigers, I believe now. And yeah, yeah. you gotta like what they've done with those arms. I know uh, some in that fan base, you know, not putting as much stock into them being second place as others, but uh for Houston. Well, it's like being Ju- second place in labor. <laughs> yeah. Very not very meaningful. Uh, they're so far <laughs> out of first. Uh Jake Odorizzi. And Framber Valdez for Houston. Odorizzi, I mean, at Kansas City versus Seattle has some appeal for me as a pickup. Maybe I'll give him a three, although it's been a season to forget so far for Odorizzi. But uh, five scoreless is last time out. Yeah, he just. Yeah, I think it's the end, and maybe Christian Javier goes into rotation. Odorizzi goes out and and says, "Not so fast. I'm the vet. I'm I'm still good." Um, so sure, I'll, I'll go three. And we're kind of seeing it at this point. Well, Valdez kind of had a bit of a bounce back um, last outing, though he did walk four. But I think we're seeing – we could be seeing a bit of a wall with Garcia and Valdez. Um, they're going to have to get through it to you know to make a nice, nice little playoff run there. Um, but um, and I think Valdez, I'm going to go – He's striking, guys. I'm going to go four, and you just have to hope that he has pitch efficiency. All right, we have our first disagreement because I was going five on Valdez. But all right, Todd, four. Well, you're wrong. Todd, four. I got it in the sheet. Before you're we move wrong. on, let's uh, take a quick break and take care of some business here. First, a word from our sponsor, WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire. It's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack. Slam the slots or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. While rapidly expanding at WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. Also, uh, don't forget that NFL is back on Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has over $100,000 guaranteed for NFL Week 1. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you can fl- claim that free Rotowire sub. Visit rotowire.com slash thrive, deposit a minimum of $10, and receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Play in your first paid contest and receive that free six-month Rotowire subscription. Moving on here, Todd, we are at the Kansas City Royals, and Carlos Hernandez, we talked about a little bit earlier, is the top pickup in the stake league, a $7 add to James Anderson, versus Houston at the Cubs. Pretty nice run, and I think I'm going to give him. I think I'm going to give him a notch higher than Vladimir Gutierrez. I think that's going to be a, a four for Carlos Hernandez. Uh, I don't know. Um, strikeouts are still kind of inconsistent. I'm going to go three. 
Okay, we got our second disagreement. That didn't yeah. take long after the break. Um, next up, we have is this uh Jose Suarez? Yeah, 23 years old. Yeah, I feel like I've rostered Jose Suarez here and there. Yeah, because he has made appearances each of the last two seasons. Right. Uh, this will be his, I believe, his seventh start. So his 16th appearance in total. Most of those coming in the bullpen at this point. At the Yankees, at Cleveland. Ugh, that's tough for me. I think I'm going to only give him a one. Yeah, no, I think he's a matchup guy. And even with two starts, I don't, I don't love that Yankee. Uh, I do not like that Yankee. uh potential matchup there so i almost want to go uh cleveland all right i i will go one but it's going to be hard for me to start him what about david price and mitchell white who you mentioned earlier david price i think versus pitt versus the mets that's pretty nice i'm gonna try try to add david price if he's still out there Uh, i think i'm gonna give him a four actually i think Uh, uh i need to check what he's been doing for innings um, it's part of you know part of how I get to rank is is does he uh, four innings Only five four innings, innings but then he went five and a third five and a third the game before yeah. so if you figure he goes five and five yeah I'm gonna go three I can't go any higher than that because I think I need innings to go a little higher than that so I'm gonna go three oh, that's fair I hear you but what about White I think exciting but I like know, the matchups oh, I mean. You know, it's one of those W you know, W you don't know kind of scenarios there where um, I, I'll go two just because the matchups are so, you know, enticing. Pittsburgh, pff, and then the Mets, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the Mets lineup, it's, it's not it, – I keep expecting the bats to produce. They're, they're just not doing it, at least That's not terrible. to the level that I thought they would. I thought they'd be a little more of a, you know, a Giants-type platoon where – they put the right guy in there, and the, the the some of the parts is better than the whole. They're not I, doing it. I got a three on Mitchell White, so I'm just a little bit more aggressive than you on these right. latest yep. this latest group. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Braxton Garrett for the Miami Marlins, 24 years old. He's struggled recently. And then Sandy, Sandy Alcantara. So Braxton Garrett, I'm going to go zero just because I can't trust him. And Sandy, I think, versus Atlanta at Cincinnati, I think he's a five. I'm going to go four, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's like number 19, which makes him a five. Yeah, I can see that. The other, the other notable with the fish, Eliezer Hernandez should be back. Yeah, that's big. I mean, was I he was a pickup? I was, 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 he, was, he, was he already taken in your league? He was already rostered. Yeah, either. okay. Yeah, as well he should have been, but he's not going to go deep, but I think he's going to get the job done. No two steppers for Milwaukee, given that they have that six man. Uh, and then Griffin Jacks, who we talked a little bit about. I just, again, I hadn't really paid him any attention. Now, when you reach a double-digit K total, you have to take some attention. But in his August 5th outing, he didn't have a single strikeout over five and a third. So Funny how that works. That was against Houston. So And then his previous outing, five innings, two Ks. So all over the place recently with these K totals. I guess I got to pay attention, but I think I'll only give Griffin Jacks a one. Yeah, I don't, you know, again, I don't love the Yankees at the end there. So I'm going to give them a one. Yeah, I think no, the Yankees are fully back to to being themselves, like being a, a scary matchup. I think so. I, I think you have to. I think, you know, and, and I, don't, I don't remember where the, where, where Urshela is, but 
just another 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 piece. And remember, Gary Sanchez was actually bitten pretty well, and he's out. So they can even get better. Did you give any consideration to Bailey Ober this week? He did go five and a third scoreless last time out against the White Sox. I would not. You you could, but I would not. No, I'm going to give him a zero. Bailey Ober, zero. Obviously, we'll recap these at the end here, which we're coming up on. Rich Hill and Marcus Stroman. Now, Stroman, even though he's got to face a couple tough offenses on the road, I think I'm going to give him a four. The win-loss record does not rep reflect how well he's pitched this year um so stroman i'm gonna give a four and then yeah rich hill i think he's a three even though he's since joining the mets hasn't been very good yeah uh, yeah i'm gonna go with three as well i mean good good offenses good parks to pitch in but still i'll i will go with three and you know what no i'm gonna kick i'm gonna go with two he's hill? yeah I, i'm not i'm not convinced about the length i'm gonna go two now, Luis Heal, as you mentioned, I, yeah. uh, I'm glad you corrected me because I yeah, I want to pronounce these names right and uh, fix any errors I have in that uh, database that I have in my mind of mispronunciation. Blaine Tristan, I said Gil on our, and when I filled in on the ESPN podcast and I was corrected. No, no, that's good. I'm yeah. glad to get that right now. I think Luis I actually Heal. asked. I think I asked because the, 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 the Yankee aficionado. Luis Heal. Anyway, Garrett Cole's going to be a five for me. And what about Heal? I think, I think I might go. Uh, well, he was option. But yeah, they must be able to bring him back. So I, I think I'm only going to go with a two here. I like what I saw, uh, both number scouting and I didn't catch his entire um, outing, but I did catch some of it. I like the strike. I don't know, 14 strikeouts in 11 innings. It's it's a risk, but I'm going to go three, and it's it's strictly number scouting. It's it's not eyeballs. It's numbers. That's okay. I got you. You said three, right? Yeah, it, it also has to do with the, the matchups with L.A. and Minnesota. We talked recently about, recently about the run Frankie Montas has been on. He's been great. And then Chris Bassett, they do have to face the White Sox and then home against the Giants. But Bassett, I think, is a solid four, and Montas, I think, is a four. Yeah, I mean, they both could be fives, but these matchups are going to drop him to four. Yeah. Pretty wild resurgence for Montas. I mean, we've seen him pitch at a very high level before, but PD suspension, injuries, and then step back with performance. He's really rebounding. It's just splitty. He's got the splitter going. Absolutely. Kyle Gibson at Arizona, at San Diego. I love whenever I see at Arizona. At San Diego, more appealing now that Tatis is out, although I'm assuming he'll probably still be out next weekend. Probably. We'll see. Um, I guess Kyle Gibson's got to be a four, maybe a five, but I'm going to give him a four. I'll give him a four. Yeah, I think that's probably Wouldn't you hate, take the, he, he, he matches up with Wade Miley. The game could be 18 to 18 or a shutout. <laughs> <laughs> They're both so living on that same know. edge. You never know. Walking that, living on a thin line. That thin line. Uh, Will Crow for Pittsburgh. Uh, whip way too high to be playing with that. Too many runners on base, too much traffic. And, you know, the first matchup's really tough, so I'm gonna go Will Crow zero. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ryan Weathers, you Darvish Weathers, just given that he's got to go to Colorado. 
I got to give a zero. I'll give a zero because he hasn't pitched very well yeah, lately. Yeah, no, it's, he was really great early on, but yeah, that's been pretty rough lately. And then Darvish, we'll have to wait and see about his back. I think he's still a five, even with the Colorado matchup. And then, assuming he's fine and there's no real pitch count limitations, uh, I wouldn't have any any issues trotting him out there. Yeah, I can already hear the pessimist. I'll bet his back is hurt until Friday. Just you know, whatever. Um, we can skip Colorado. Yeah, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree, and uh, it may come out to a four, but I'm gonna agree and go five. Yeah, I couldn't. And see it's not because Colorado's no good this year. They are still crushing it at home, friends. Still the third best offense in the league at home. They're, they're not. At, you know, they're usually the first best, but they're still very good at home. Now, what about Tyler Anderson? The Mariners brought him in from the Pirates. Hmm. Uh, at Texas, at Houston, the first matchup gives him some appeal for me, but I've, I don't know if after getting burned earlier if I could go down this road again. So I'm going to give Tyler Anderson a one. I'll go two. I think he's a pretty decent pitcher. Houston scares me, but I'm going to go two. Yeah, that's probably just one where I've, you know, the recency bias and that sting is still with me. Okay. Kevin Galsman's a five. Putting onto his Cy Young resume, right? Ian yeah. Wheeler right now, man. Who would what have about thought? Adam Wainwright? I mean, all right, I'm taking the L. Old. Yeah, I gotta take the L too. I'll take it out. Mine's game. a bigger L than yours. I, I, I thought he was nothing. I thought he was done, and I thought last year's old Renaissance was all luck. Man, it's not that he's crushing it, but. He's certainly pitching. Yeah, you know what? He is crushing it lately. Lately, he's crushing it. The last yeah. five outings, he's gone yeah. seven yeah. in each of them. He has a yeah. one nine five year yeah. old. Yeah. Let's play. let's let's get with it. Yeah, um, and he's striking batters out. It's just insane. So what is it? it it's um, versus holy Milwaukee. cow! Not just I mean, he's only pitched fewer than seven innings like a handful of times. This guy's ridiculous. No, and as crazy as it is, like he's not uh, 39 years old and a five pitcher, but I'm going to give him a five for these couple home matchups. I guess I have to. See, Hall of Famer. I don't. I don't. I don't hear the. the, I, don't the, the so. I don't think so either. I think he's not. Hall cra- of- it's not as crazy though. That may have seemed. Yeah, I mean, if, if he if you kind of needed a you know kind of a bounce back year or whatever, I mean, the last two seasons, you kind. I mean, he. I mean, look at him from 2016 to 2019. He had a four five eight area with a one four four whip. It was terrible, mm-hmm. and it's he, he just yeah he's just come back uh, in in a big 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 way. So I mean I'm gl- glad I suppose for you know baseball fan why not? But um yeah I, I I'm, I'm with you I guess we got to go five and wow this this the week because I said it that he gets his comeuppance but I don't think so. I'm still waiting on the Rays to call up Shane Boz although maybe that ship has sailed but. I mean, after Josh Fleming got crushed for ten earned runs, you're going to throw him back out there, I, I guess. But well, Boz uh, was the World Series, right? So I'm not sorry, World Series with the Olympics, Olympics, wasn't he? I think he was, but right. So um, we're at that point where I don't know uh, for sure if we're close to playoff time or worrying about playoff time for the minor leagues. Yeah, he has not pitched with AAA since mid July, so maybe they're just kind of. And I know the Olympics are over a little while now, so just letting him reacclimate or, or whatever. Maybe they're pitching him on the side before they uh, put him back out there again. 
Yeah, just a little. I mean, I guess you don't want to, you know, totally give up on a guy if he gives up ten earned runs. But it's just Josh Fleming. Well, the other thing about that was he well he was put to the wolves. Normally, a, a team like Tampa would have taken you know taken Fleming out after four or five, but it was just a bullpen had to save the bullpen and. Tampa came out and won the next game out from Boston, so it was kind of like take one for the team, and they picked them up the next day and got the win. So that's what that's what teams winning teams have to do in order to be successful, especially you know now towards the end of the season. Uh, Fleming wore that one, and the team got the win the next day. You know, maybe I could see since nobody else is interested after that blow up, maybe having him as like a last priority and getting him. So I'm gonna I'll give Fleming a one just get, gets the the O's at home to start the week. Uh, you zero on Fleming, or you go? Uh, I I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you on the one. Yeah, I think that's a that's fair. But uh, Toronto and Washington, they have they only have five games next week. So our last one would be Texas, but it's a kind of an opener primary thing with Spencer Howard and Taylor Hearn. Uh, any consideration to either of those? I'm going to kind of lump them together and give them a zero. No, I, I, you know, I agree. I, I, I they could flip flop. I mean, a lot of things can go on there. So, I mean, I'll just we'll, we'll go into it with a zero. Well, to recap, our two star pitcher grades for the week of August 16th, 2021: Merrill Kelly zero, Oscar Enoa three, Matt Harvey zero, John Means three, Nate Eovaldi four. Justin Steele, one. Wade Miley, four. Vladimir Gutierrez, three. Cal Quantrill, four. Antonio Senzatella, zero. Lance Lynn, five. Dallas Keuchel, three. Jake Odorizzi, three. Framber Valdez, I say five. Todd, four. Carlos Hernandez, I say four. Todd, three. Jose Suarez, one. David Price, I say four. Todd, three. Mitchell White, I say three. Todd, two. Braxton Garrett, zero. Sandy Alcantara, I say five, Todd, four. Griffin Jacks, one. Bailey Ober, zero. Marcus Stroman, four. Rich Hill, I say three, Todd, two. Garrett Cole, five. Luis Heal, I say two, Todd, three. Chris Bassett, four. Frankie Montas, four. Kyle Gibson, four. Will Crow, zero. Ryan Weathers, zero. Yu Darvish, five. Tyler Anderson, one. I say one, Todd, two. Kevin Gaussman, five. Adam Wainwright, five. Josh Fleming, one. And then Spencer Howard, Taylor Hearn, zero. Great stuff. Appreciate your time, Todd. Looking forward to talking with you tomorrow on MLB Network Radio. Hope you can join us there. Anything else you want to mention, though, before we sign off? Well, I mean, we talked a little bit about how we're hitting the doldrums. If uh, you guys are hitting the doldrums, you know, let's become this far, friends. Let's keep going. Do yeah, something let's make- strong. Yeah, do something to make you happy. Whether it's watch uh, watch a movie, get back in the groove again, and uh, we're we're almost there. Actually, the season ends what? It ends in October, so it's a little bit more. You know, we go through the month, but this is the time to get through. Let's get through this dead arm period together. Absolutely. Hope you'll join us next week. We'll be back to start starters on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Try Rotowire today, free for 10 days. Get our premium tools, rankings, analysis, and breaking news alerts. No credit card required. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.